Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the First Exchange podcast with me, your host, Lydia Daydal, and I'm delighted to be joined in studio today by professional Bellator MMA fighter, Fabian Edwards. Yay! <laughs> and it with the Lord Church, <laughs> put in the background. <laughs> welcome. No, thanks for having me. Thank you for coming down. No, thanks a lot for having me. Like I said, it's a nice place, you know, very big. You were surprised that it was going to be so big. I know, very, very surprised to them. Everyone that comes down, um, they're like, yeah, I always thought it was going to be smaller. And they'd be like, you know, that we're selling stuff <laughs> out of the back of a van or something. Yeah, like a shed or something. <laughs> it's a big nah, operation. It's right. But it's obviously Empire Fight Store, uh, One Empire Management, Empire Pro Tape, and then Fight Connect TV. Yeah, so everything that's so combined. Everything is here. That's good. Yeah. It's a good space for it, you know. Well... Yeah. Thank you for your <laughs> being so complimentary. You're going to give you a brown envelope at the end of this. Pay you off for your kind words. <laughs> uh, how are you? I'm all right. You know, I'm doing well. How about yourself? Good. Yeah. yeah. We obviously had a busy weekend. Well, my weekend is a little bit busier than yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot busier. <laughs> but we obviously met each other at the um, Arnold's Festival, Sports Festival in Birmingham, yeah. your hometown, which was good. Um, it was a bit of a crazy weekend. Yeah, a bit mad. How first, did you? Is that your first time being at something like been, that? First time I've been. I'm not really into the whole muscle stuff. You know, <laughs> if I'm honest, but they, had a, they had a combat zone. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I was like mainly in that zone. Yeah. Compared to everything else, but it's all right. I enjoyed it. Did you know people that were fighting at it? Or yeah, yeah. A couple of my teammates were on there, just okay. like doing jiu-jitsu competition. Yeah. So it was good to like go and watch I was going to compete, but I had a sore, sore in elbow. You did say this. Yeah. You're going to do jiu-jitsu. Huh? Was it going to be obviously jiu-jitsu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to step in last minute, but then I was like, yeah, my elbow is fucked, so. Did they, uh, did they ask you to fight someone or was yeah, it I, I, I walked up to him, I was like, can I jump in? He's like, yeah, you can if you want. I was like, okay, let's check on my elbow. <laughs> <laughs> and the elbow weren't good, so I thought, fuck, yeah, well, I weren't, you know. <laughs> do you tend to do that kind of in between fighting, like coach or help sort of like the younger guys that are coming up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do that even when I'm fighting. You know what I mean? And it's always... T- I feel like you learn a lot from, from being able to coach somebody. Yeah. You know? And watch it and watching your, your teammates fight. Because mm-hmm. the more you see their mistakes, you can also learn from it. Or you should at least. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, it's an important element, I think, you know, that a lot of people, when they get to a certain stage, maybe at your level, they're kind of going towards that elite le- end of the sport they kind of forget about what it was like at the start no 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 you should um you should always like try give, I, can't, I don't really see it as give back I just see it as normal you mm-hmm. know what I mean but um I train the younger guys because we have some guys in the gym that's really good they're about mm-hmm. 14 or up to like 16 and they're really good better than I was yeah. so it's like it's good to see that talent and you have to just keep telling them make sure you don't lose track mm-hmm. you know because Kids get older, girls come into their life. This what happens. We see it all the time. <laughs> Listen, don't blame us, okay? Stay girls. focused. <laughs> no, so I have to tell them, stay focused. Don't allow the girls and the party to, to distract you from what's really important. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you wish that you'd start as younger? Yeah, I do. I do. But at the same time, I can't really... I don't like, I don't like thinking about it, mm-hmm. you know, because I've been at it for... I started when I was 22. I'm 28 now, so I forced myself... If I started at my brother's age... Mm. I would have been even more for savage, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm like seven years behind my brother. So yeah. what it is what it is. I'm happy to yeah, to be where I'm at. Uh, you had no experience, like combat sports experience before you started, did you? No, nah, no. Nah, I had a few like street fights. <laughs> that, that class is, that counts as something, right? Well, I mean, if we're looking at maybe... <laughs> I'm undefeated. Body <laughs> undefeated on the streets. I was. <laughs> that counts as something. To me, it does. <laughs> but apart from that, nah, nah. Nothing legit. 
nothing legit. <laughs> no, nothing legit <laughs> no. But I mean, like, if you look at like how quickly the sports, especially well, any combat sports, but in particular MMA, like how fast paced it is. Yeah, it's. I imagine would be a lot different, like back then, than it is now. It's changing all the time. Yeah, yeah loads, loads. Um, even like back in 2004 when I started, mm. 2015 when I started, it was still like to me it wasn't really that big. You know what I mean? Like my brother was the one that really opened my eyes to, towards the sport. Mm-hmm. I think he opened um, a lot of guys, a lot of guys in Birmingham eyes towards the sport mm-hmm. as well. So it's changing more and more. It's getting bigger and bigger. And the bigger that I get, my brother get, and everyone in Birmingham get, that's gonna grow mm-hmm. in Birmingham as well. So yeah, it's going down the right the right path, you know. Obviously, your brother Leon Edwards yeah. uh, in the UFC. Um, it definitely feels like now we're kind of moving into a time that people in your area from Birmingham. Like there's so many good fighters, not just in combat, in MMA, but in wider combat sports yeah. and boxing and different things. Uh, what do you think that is? Or why do you think that is? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like for me personally, it's, um, you see someone else do good. You want to do good as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You just keep driving each other on. So I feel like when you, when you look at it that way and not in like a hating way, you can really, you know what I mean? You can, yeah. you can, you can progress from it. So that's that's it you know i see my brother doing well i'm thinking i want to do well as well somebody see me doing well same same goal is keep on pushing and pushing trying to just be as good as each other mm-hmm. and like as you can see our team's growing and growing and i feel like that will keep on happening across Birmingham. totally because it's like it's one of those things right that um you know i don't think people take enough consideration into how positive like a role model can be mm-hmm. to younger generation yeah. in that you know if they see someone do something doesn't matter what it is but just achieve and yeah. be from their area and they see something in themselves yeah it sort of like sparks them on to do whatever they need to do so it is really important who was was there anyone when you were growing up that was like that or nothing positive <laughs> <laughs> but that's real though yeah, you know no, there were no positive role model yeah if i'm honest you know yeah. um if the world, I probably, I probably would have went down more a much more positive path. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But I was, I was like, I was always in trouble and stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it's obviously good now to break the 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 cycle, right? Yeah. And obviously then be the positive role model that come from that area. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there were no positive role models. But things change. Do you think that that's like a, a you know your training is a contribution to that? Like the all the different you know attribute to or the different factors I suppose yeah. that go into training you know whether it's like the discipline or having to show up having to train have mm. to be consistent at something it just simply like changes who you are as a person no it does it really mm. does you haven't really got time to be doing at least I haven't, I haven't really got time to to be doing um anything else mm-hmm. you know what I mean so yeah, it just teaches, it teaches that it keeps you so occupied. If you're really obsessed with the sport, mm-hmm. you're constantly in the gym. Or when you're not in the gym, you're home resting or with your family. Mm-hmm. So for me, you just turn my life around completely. Mm-hmm. That's all I got time to do. I know I'm here now, but I got a swollen elbow. So. <laughs> I'd rather be in the gym. But, yeah. Don't lie, you be here. <laughs> Don't make excuses. <laughs> no, but, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm consumed by this game. I'm just mm-hmm. being honest. You know, so it's hard to find anything else to do, and mm-hmm. it's affecting me in a, in a positive way. You know, I think you know people underestimate the um, importance of like someone like yourself that has that dedication, mm-hmm. especially in the kind of 
the cycle of um, May and how quickly people get kind of built up and then yeah. very quickly they get found out. Mm. And I think there's like so many different contributing factors, whether they get to a level and they start partying or like money <laughs> yeah. gets involved yeah. or, you know, there's so much that goes into why they don't perform. Yeah. Um, for you, what point or, you know, when was that sort of switch that went, I want this as a career and this is, you know, recognizing that you're good at this? Mm. To be honest, I committed myself because 2014, I kind of started, but like, I don't like for, I don't know for a month, took four months off, done it for, so I'd never, I don't really count 2014 as when I proper started, but 2015 is when I proper committed to it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I said to myself, I'm just going to give it, I'm just going to give it my all and see, and see what happens, you know? But um, the changing thing for me was, I doing carpentry. I doing carpentry. I'm qualified carpenter. No way. I am. I am. I have a few bits that need doing in the house. <laughs> you should have told me that. I am. I am. Probably can't remember how to do anything. But um, so I had this job and other than like other than like apprenticeship wage, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it was time for me to get my um, I feel like minimum wage. Mm-hmm. And the company was like, "No, nah, fuck that. Let's cut me." Mm. So then I thought to myself, "Fuck that. I ain't never working for anyone again like that." You know yeah. what I mean? And I thought I want to take it into my own end. And I feel mm. like, of course, you can get caught from promotion, but I feel like it's, if you get caught from a, from a um, promotion, it's your own fault. Yeah. You haven't been working hard enough. That's how I see it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I just thought, after that, I thought, yeah, I'm not going to give it my all. You know, mm-hmm. and then I've never really been at working. So, yeah, I'll be fucked if I try to get a job. <laughs> 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 I don't even know what CV is. <laughs> so that's no plan B. Nah, no plan B for yeah. me, honestly. I feel like as soon as you start plan B and, and thinking about other things, it distracts you. At yeah. least it distracts me, I should say. Mm-hmm. So like, I haven't achieved anything yet in my head. So until I start achieving certain things, then I can start looking and putting certain things in place. But mm-hmm. at the moment, I'm all in, you know, just, just this sport alone. Mm-hmm. Does it frustrate you when maybe your peers or people that you see, you know, on the same path to yours that don't have that focus and dedication and maybe have different opportunities? Yeah, but I've tried, like, you got some of the guys in the gym and they're so talented. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, naturally, just gifted. You know what I mean? Good, got good attributes and all of that, but they're just not really committed. Mm. I talk to them time and time again because you can see how... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should have had that. Do to, you want to get some toast in here for, for Fabian, please? Maybe I should have had that cup of tea. Oh, the mic didn't pick that up. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm dieting, dieting life. You know how it goes. But that's how it Middleweight life. That's how it goes, like, sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, um, they, yeah, they're not really committed and stuff, but you can't keep on mm. speaking to them because yeah. they don't take your advice. It's just kind of waste. It's kind of wasted, you know, but... um. Yeah, there's not, not much you can do about it. Mm-hmm. So when you were growing up, would there have been like boxing gyms? There probably wasn't the MMA gyms when you were when you were Mm-mm, a child. Would they? Really, no, they wouldn't have really. been. So like boxing gyms or, you know. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> what I'm going to do again. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm actually all right as well. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I'm trying to get a sense of like what life was like when you were growing up. <laughs> Why were you getting in so much trouble? You know what, the area I grew up around, and um, it's just like the background, like coming from Jamaica and the area in Jamaica that I came from, mm-hmm. we was used to, it's kind of used to violence, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's pretty pretty normal. So you did know? you grow up in Jamaica for a bit? Yeah, I came here when I was like 10. No way! Yeah, you wow. know what I mean? So like growing up in Jamaica, you're kind of used to certain things that's not normal, but you think it's normal. 
know what I mean? So I came over. I remember I was scrapping like primary school and stuff. You know what I mean? Like I came, I came over in the last, like I think I spent like a year in primary school or something. Mm-hmm. I was like scrapping in primary school. I went to secondary school, I was scrapping. It's just, it's just something I've always been used to. But like, yeah, that's, I think that's growing from the area and, and people are hanging around with. Mm. That's got a big influence. It influenced me a lot. So I went down the wrong path. And then hopefully, and luckily, I found my way out of it, you know? Yeah. Do you believe that everything happens for a reason? Not really. <laughs> no? Nah. Do you think that you, like, uh, what would you say? Like, you determine your own success or that it's it's not in anyone else's hands but your own? Yeah, it's in your own hands, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I think it's how you, your outlook on life, you know? Um, like I say, we came from from, like, nothing really, you know, like literally so the fact that we're able to turn stuff around even after i came i, I came over here and like i said I, I was a lot of shit and i got in loads of trouble you know what i mean but even then after i got in loads of trouble i was still able to turn it around mm-hmm. and i turned around later as well so it wasn't like i turned around when i was like 14 yeah i turned around when i was like 21 <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah. you still can turn stuff around but people's mentality Mm. You know, a lot of people are just stuck in that mentality of uh, look what I've been, look what happened to me, and all of that sad story. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in sad stories, man. Just move on and just, you know, what I mean, just make shit happen. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that to a, a degree. <laughs> but also, then you have, you know, you have to have a bit of like look back and go, sort of compassion for yourself in a way. You know, no, can you understand why you might have um, like chosen the wrong way in life? Yeah, I can look like I can look back and see how I could, you know what I mean, how, and why I did. But sometimes some of the things I look back and I think, why did I do that? Yeah. I like, there's actually no reason. Yeah, there's actually was just no no reason at, at all. But um, I don't I don't like to look back. I probably should a little bit, but mm-hmm. I, I never look back. So I'm always trying to look. When involving sports, you're always looking for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Yes. So you never really sit back and think. Actually, I, I don't know, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. You never really do that. Well, that's a really good point because, you know, I think a lot of people, um, especially at this level, fighting all the time, you know, being on a big stage like Bellator or whatever the, the promotion is, yeah. that it's so easy to get caught up in the what's next or yeah. and the kind of movement of everything. Um, and then you get to a point then maybe like down the line, you look at with, with boxers, you know, that have retired yeah. and that, you know, achieved world champion status or whatever and you ask them about that time and they're just, I can't really remember it. It just happened so fast. You know what I mean? So it's, it's almost like they didn't take stock in the moment and appreciate where they are. It it was like that for me. um, Cause I went like, I think I went like pretty much six years since when I started my career to like the last year a bit um, without taking a loss. You know what I mean? And I never really appreciate my wins. I never did. I was always just like, Oh, that was even if it was like I went out and I smoked somebody in the first round. I thought, oh, that was shit. That went no good. Cause like I wanted to, everything to be like flawless. You know what I mean? I didn't mm-hmm. want it to be anything like that was like mm, that was a bit. You know? Yes. So like, I just didn't really appreciate any of my wins. I was just like, oh whatever. On to the next one. On to the next one. I thought I took a lot. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> she had like, oh shit. <laughs> Maybe I should slow down and think about it a bit more. You know what I mean? But yeah. um, yeah. So I feel like now I start appreciating. My wins, you know, um, yeah, I thought I appreciate my wins and, and appreciate the work that I put in. There's a lot of work to put in to try to try to get a win. Mm-hmm. It's not as easy as it might look easy, but it's not as easy as it looks, you know. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point, actually, of like how 
I haven't ever heard anyone say that that a loss has made them appreciate the wins or recognize that they didn't appreciate their wins mm. and that kind of element of being real self-critical yeah you have to be you have mm. to be because i'm very like like if i can know one like, i win i'm just like mm. like and i just won <laughs> you know what i mean i'm just like uh, whatever but i just won so it's like obviously taking that taking the loss it's just like okay i need to start appreciating how did things change after your first loss? because you you wouldn't i mean you hadn't lost Mm, um, I think nothing. You think things change, but nothing really change in a sense of your your family's still your family. Yes. You know what I mean. Your kids still love you. Your everyone still love you the same, apart from maybe a few supporters. Mm. You know what I mean. But like I expected that anyways, so that didn't really bother me. Um, so after you realize all of that's still the same, then it's more to do with um, it's more to do with making sure you keep your confidence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because a big part of, I think me personally, a big part of this life is just having confidence mm-hmm. to, do with, to do with anything, you know? So like, for me, it was just keeping my confidence mm-hmm. and just knowing that, okay, then I took a loss, but I know I'm, I know I'm going to achieve what I said I'm going to achieve in this yes. sport. You know I mean, I haven't allowed the loss to make me, you never hear me, you never hear me say to a fight, um, this could be a 50-50 fight. Um, I don't know. I might win. I might. That would never be me. I'd be like, fuck mm-hmm. that. I'm going to smoke him. You know what I mean? <laughs> I would never allow it to make me change the way I talk about yes. when I'm fighting. You know what I mean? So, yeah, once I, I realized that and I licked my wounds and I went away and just kept working. Mm-hmm. That's just what, that's just how it goes. You know what I mean? Everyone, yeah. everyone takes it a bit differently, but I just took it like that. Mm-hmm. Well, it is, I mean, there's so much... Um, from like the mental side that goes into things as, as in any fight sport mm-hmm. and how it, you know, elements outside of the ring or the cage and how that affects the fighter at the end of the day and different things. Yeah. Um, and we've seen it so many times before where people have lost mm. and it's mentally affected them. They've never been able to get that back yeah, on track. Yeah, you can't allow that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I, I say it to the guys because everyone always say, oh, what next? It's either retirement or you carry on for. You know what yeah. I mean? And then a, a fighter losing, oh, what, where, you, where do you go from here? It's like, a, yeah, we get back on the horse, they retire. Yeah. And I'm not going to retire, so I'm going to get back on the horse and, and try to fix the mistake and go again. Mm-hmm. And that's all you can do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is quite a positive mindset. Mm, as I say, you have to always look at, I, I try my best to look at things posit- in a positive mm-hmm. way. You know what I mean? Because when you look at a negative way, just keep on, this, you start looking at everything in a negative way. So, I just, I just take it and just move on. I don't really like to hold, hold on to grudges mm-hmm. and hold on to things. I'm not really like that type of guy, you know what I mean? I'm glad to hear it. Unless he's fighting. <laughs> I hold grudges. <laughs> you know, I heard you, um, I remember watching an interview of yours before and you'd said, I'm paraphrasing this, probably not your direct <laughs> but it was something about um, when you go into the ring and or the cage and you you know see your opponent or you go to fight mm. them that it's in those eight weeks or however long you're in the camp that you really dislike them mm. and it's because they're trying to take something away from you yeah yeah you really are you know what i mean um, explain <laughs> that because like everyday people that just work in nine to five they don't understand that you know it's yeah. only in if you're in that situation if you're a fighter and you have to look at someone like that that you would understand that yeah because it's like if you look at it this way you work your normal nine to five and let's say somebody comes along and and you know if you don't if you don't let's say sales and you don't sell as much as she does yeah. she's gonna take half your wage you're like you're looking at like that can't you know what i mean i'll be looking at that person like nah fuck that i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure that don't happen i'll try my best to make sure mm-hmm. that, that don't happen you know so 
when I'm going in there, I've, I've put myself through hard work. I don't really cut corners when I'm when I'm preparing for a fight. You know, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do anything. I just train, train, train. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I train. I'm I'm, a, I'm an over trainer. You know what I mean? So when I'm in there and I'm looking at somebody. First of all, it's trying to take half my money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's enough for me. That's, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. You know what I mean? It's trying to take half your money. You know what I mean? And, and second of all, it's trying to change my face. I got a handsome face, so I don't want my face to be changed, honestly. So it's trying to change my face. Trying to take. Trying to. It could potentially kill me. Like mm-hmm. if I'm looking at it, if if you want to look at it brutally, honest, it could. Yeah. It could. You know what I mean? So when we're in there, I'm not thinking of it as like, oh, this is just like, oh, just having a bit of funny. It's like take my money and, and he could <laughs> rearrange my face yeah. that ain't happening so I'm trying to rearrange his face you know mm-hmm. and it's not brutal but that's just the sport mm-hmm. or this thing that we call a sport you know you do strike me as someone who's very calm though all the time I am I am the, you know say the, calm, the psychos are the calm one right they do say that <laughs> <laughs> They, they definitely do. <laughs> the man Always look out for, for the quiet one the in the quiet corner. One. It's, a, it's like I'm quiet and I'm not at the same time. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like when it comes to fighting, I I talk my shit because I'm just I just say what I believe. Mm-hmm. Cause if you ask me about my next opponent or whoever I'm fighting next, I won't be like, oh, you know, I respect him. Or blah, blah, blah. I just say how I, I say it mm-hmm. if the cameras were in there. So it's like a lot of time the cameras come onto people. And the majority of people they're not they're not talking like that behind closed doors. They're saying, "Oh fuck, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this yeah. and that." Mm-hmm. But they try to come across a certain way, and it's like, and I don't really care. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And people take that as like you're trying to put on a front. But yes. I've been this way since I was like 14, having fights. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when you're in a park having fights, you talk a bit of shit first. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> There's a lot of build up in talking shit. Then you see each other, then you fight. Yeah. So it's just the same approach, <laughs> <laughs> literally. This is my biggest stage stage now. It's just the same. (laughs) But obviously, you know, like this industry is filled with talkers. Mm. It's filled with doers and talkers. Yeah. So for you, for someone who's like, you know, so if you want to invert comments, real, (laughs) real, (laughs) you know, how does that sit with you? Like, you know, that the industry is not always, you know, yeah as maybe honest and you know because i think a lot of fans take it for face value they think that it's almost real life but there is a lot of people that are trying to protect their egos or their brands or how they come across and stuff like that do you find it hard navigating that world you know just being yourself and you know at the start i did you know i mean at the start i was trying to sound a certain way and what what way were you trying to sound i thought trying to sound just a bit more I don't know if it's smart, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to sign a certain way, you know what I mean? And it's just like, I realise this doesn't really matter because mm. people are going to like you and hate you even if you're the nicest person going. Mm-hmm. They'll still try to find a reason to, it's too nice. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. People are trying to find a reason for anything. So I just thought, I don't really, I don't really care. You know what I mean? So I, I understand why some people pretend because they're trying to pretend to make themselves bigger and make money. Yeah. You know what I mean? And either money sport at the end of the day, so I get it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But do what you have to do. So the fans buy into a lot of this shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They buy into people that's, that's just actually scared. Like okay, like Colby Covington, Adam. He, he blatantly said he's putting on an act, like blatantly. Yeah. But people still love it and yeah. hate it. But he's blatantly said I'm putting on an act, and mm-hmm. people still stupid. People still buy into it. So yeah, do what you have to do. You know? Is it weird? Maybe not now because you're used to it, but was it weird at the start, you know, having 
strangers talk about you as in like you know people on social media the ma fans you know that talk about you in the lead up to a fight after a fight you know and it's your part of the conversation um it is and it isn't because when i was young i used to be a, I used to be a little rapper <laughs> <laughs> so i've been popular since but <laughs> 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 well, you know what i'm gonna get you to do don't you not a <laughs> <laughs> oh you can't say that and not no, like come on spit like, a few bars there's even youtube videos out i can't <laughs> no no one can find that out but because a different name but people know people who knows knows you know what i mean but yeah um i, I don't really mind i don't mind being in the public eye and i don't mind people talking about me and, and all that type of stuff there you know um i think once you once you agree it once you um agree with yourself that you're gonna try to go as far as far as you try, um you can go you have to expect that mm-hmm. that's just it's just part of the process you know what i mean yeah. like if you want to be as big as you say you want to be like it just comes with it mm-hmm. you know i mean so I don't, I don't really mind it you know do you find this life difficult Nah, it's just a normal life. <laughs> but no, in terms of like the the physicality of it, you know. Yeah, I feel like every day I wake up, I'm just like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. like, do you ever question, like, maybe I should have stuck to carpentry? Oh, no, no, I never questioned. Or rapping. <laughs> <laughs> maybe rapping. Maybe rapping, I should have stuck to it. But now, I don't, um, I never wake up and think, oh, fuck this, in terms of the sport. Yeah. I wake up, like, <laughs> like nine times out of ten <laughs> when I'm in camp I wake up and I was like oh do I really need to go do this like, I woke up the other morning it was going like raining and I had like an hour and a half run to do and I was just like I, like, I couldn't hear the rain was heavy I was just like do I really need to it's like six in the morning I was just like I could have stayed in bed and that's obviously you, you just have an argument with yourself and then you, yeah. you, just, you get out of bed and you hit the roads you know okay <laughs> slow that down break that down the arguments in your heads what is that like? Because I think this is what separates elite level athletes from people who can't even go to the gym twice a week. I think it's um, like obviously I've made a promise to myself in it. So mm-hmm. regardless of whatever and how I feel, that voice that I'm having, that voice that's saying, "Enough, bro, just stay in bed. It's, it's warm here." <laughs> you know, what I mean? <laughs> that voice, that voice, don't overtake. The promise, if that makes sense, like yeah. the real voice, I say, listen, you know, you have to do this because for you to achieve what you need to achieve, mm-hmm. you can't just be lying in bed. You know, what I mean? you know what I mean. Yeah. And so for me, it's just like having that the discipline. Mm-hmm. I've made the promise to myself, and that's and that's just it. So um, and like I can say it happens loads of times, like loads of times throughout the week. But I never, I never give in to that voice. I'm not gonna lie to you, I never. Mm-hmm. Um, I just finished a hard session, and then I, I'm lying on the mat, and I'm thinking, oh, I got like three more sessions. I think I'm fucked. You know what I mean? But I go home, have some have some food. Mm. I'm, I'm back to being all right. But it's just it's just the voice that's always popping into your head. And it happens to everyone. Yeah. The guys on the mats, when I speak to them, they say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Some guys listen to that voice, I'm not going to lie. But then they, they'll never make it to where they really want to make it to. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know if you saw... Um... The Last Dance. Did you watch the Michael? The Michael oh, I watched Jordan? a watch bits. I watched bits of it. Did you should watch a bit and turn it off. No, 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 no. I just watch bits. I think I just seen bits. Right. Okay. Yeah, well, you need you know to watch I mean? it. Yeah, you I probably that's do. Homework. You need to watch it. But basically, Michael Jordan's whole premise is like that. You know what? What separated him from everyone else on his team was that self reliancy and being able to be that yeah. disciplined yeah. and just always striving to want more. Mm-hmm. And never giving himself like a day off of 
been anything but the best. Yeah, I think um, but a lot of people forget. Like even even after a fight, you know, and I have like a week off. I'm just like, what am I doing? I don't deserve this. You know what I mean? But obviously, you have to be. <laughs> No, you have to be fair on yourself. Of course, you, you do. You yeah, have to like yeah, sometimes yeah. come back and say, "Okay, you are a human. You can just have like yeah. a few days off just to be normal." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you're just thinking. But then thoughts come into my head. Um, you know, like sometimes I don't have, I don't have, I don't have no days off for like a month. Mm-hmm. I don't even tell no one because I know if I tell my coach, they'd be like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. But like, was that not <laughs> a bad thing? Huh? Are you, you like you, you? You are a self-proclaimed overtrainer. Yeah, I'm an overtrainer. I know that. But I, it's like for me, I need to overtrain because it's like in my head, I'm so far behind. Because like everyone else started when they were like 14 and yeah. and like 10 and shit. I was I was 14 doing bad stuff. You know what I mean? So like now I'm having to like I feel like I'm having to catch up. Mm-hmm. But, I'm, but I'm already at the level. Yeah. So I can't I can't like sit back and be like oh let me just take it slow I can't take it so I need to just hit it hard and and build, bring my level up you know what I mean which I, I feel like I'm on, a, I'm on a good level now anyway but mm-hmm. I just need to overpass everyone you know what I mean and by that I have to just outwork everyone do you think it's that mindset or that kind of ability to as you say outwork everyone that's been the result of how fast you got to Bellator I mean like mm-hmm. the, the from when you turned pro you know it was only a couple of years short few years where everyone was talking about you yeah you know what i mean and that, and that was it like i said to people um some people sometimes people message me oh, i'm like i'm 18 am i too late to start i'm saying i started when i was 22 years old but it's not that old but i started when i was 22 and i got to where i got to a bit fast you know what mm-hmm. i mean and that's because i just trained you know what i mean i just just constantly I was in the gym even now i'm just constantly constantly in the gym i do like loads of sessions sometimes i don't even like posting because if you post my brother will be like what are you doing <laughs> What do you do so much sessions for? Well, I'm just like, I have to hide it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like a secret eater, you know what I mean? I have to hide my hide my, my habits. So I'm just like, but I feel like it's gotten to where, I, where I've got, you know what I mean? My body's still intact, just yeah. about. So like, I'll keep on doing it until, until I retire, to be honest, you know? Is it as you expected, this whole life that you live? Um, It is, it is, you know, um, because I've seen obviously... I see my brother going through what he he's gone through type of thing, you know. So, but when you're going through yourself, you realize the discipline that it mm-hmm. takes. You know, I was going another. We got we got another younger brother. We got a few, but we got another young brother. He's like 27. Mm-hmm. And he's like I could never do. Cause you just love just living like normal. I'm like you can't just constantly live like a normal person. Yeah. Know what I mean, like sometimes it's boring and it is what, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? You just have to just be disciplined and mm-hmm. like some people that can't be disciplined to, to achieve certain things but yeah it's, it, is, it is what I thought it was going to be but it's, it's still hard <laughs> you know what I mean it's still a hard, hard why life. do you think you and Liam were the ones who you know wanted to fight or that do fight what I what think, was different about both of you I think we were just the fight we were the fighters yeah I mean yeah, we were the fighters Liam never talked about it, but Liam was bad he doesn't even say it but he was he was, was he? yeah <laughs> it was bad I swear it was bad so I feel like I was following into his footsteps you know what I mean so I think he was to do it part of my badness I blame you mate <laughs> now nah, but like yeah um, but like growing up you know he was fighting as well I was fighting mm-hmm. Um, yeah and I don't know none, none of our other siblings really took on it you know what I mean mm-hmm. even still now obviously maybe my son or Leon's son my little brother they're gonna take on it because they love watching it now but yeah 
apart from that um now nah. how does your mom feel about having sons as fighters she feels good because you know like we can able to like we're able to like change certain things like and give stuff that we, we weren't given as, as we was growing up yeah in that, you know what i mean but watching us though she can't watch us yeah. like she can't watch us she'd never watch any of us live you know what i mean so and even when she watches us on telly if you see the reaction it's just crazy her reaction is just the most funniest thing ever really know? like funniest thing ever you know what i mean so like um but she's just proud just like a proud mm. mom you know what i mean but she always say why 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 do you guys do this <laughs> you're gonna pick something else you know <laughs> one until until we get the win then she's happy you know yeah can you understand why she wouldn't want to see us yeah because like, i watch my brother and like you know like time that i'm cornering him i drink all his water <laughs> i swear, <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I'm like, after my mouth goes so dry, I'm yeah. like, I'm like so like involved. So I'm watching, I'm just constantly, go, you know, I mean, going in his corner. He's got like that much water left because I'm necking it. <laughs> but like, it's um, it's a nerve-wracking thing. It's not yeah. because you're not confident in them. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, you know I mean, seeing a family member so, uh, some do something like that, it just, it just makes mm-hmm. you a bit nervous. You know what I mean? How does it feel knowing that you're able to, like, give your family? Mm-hmm. A new way of life through what you're doing through your hard work i suppose it feels good it feels mm-hmm. good you know and i feel like that as well is a big motivation mm-hmm. you know what i mean because like i said i always look forward just like the next step of everything but sometimes like i got a friend and he's like oh, remember that thing you done this and that and i was like that's oh, true you know so then he looked back for that little tiny bit yeah. think, okay i've i got everything in life through like hard work, you know what I mean? Mm. And I feel like just believing myself and being disciplined. So like having all of that is um I don't know, it, it feels good. You know, mm. I feel like it's gonna I feel like it's gonna teach my kids certain certain things in life as well. Like if you want something in life, you can get it. You just have to be disciplined and, mm-hmm. and just work hard, you know. And it's sounds so simple. But <laughs> yeah, sorry, <isn't> it? <laughs> not many people not many parents do that. Yeah. You know, not many we always think that if people had grown up with like you know, parents who had, I don't want to say done something themselves, yeah. but, you know, had maybe set out to be disciplined, to set a focus, a goal and yeah. achieve it, how different it would be like the, you know, the and it's not through any fault of them, it's just the way that it is, yeah, you know, yeah, most yeah. parents are working and whatever it might be and they don't have the opportunity to, I suppose, find their goal or yeah, what their purpose is. Yeah, that's life for a lot of people though, you know what I mean? Like, it is or even a lot of people for me a big part of mine was not letting life like at the start that not letting life ruin my chances of being able to um become something in the sport mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah because that life happens and it you know what i mean mm-hmm. like tragedy happens all of this stuff happens and, and it can throw you off mentally mm-hmm. so like for me it was like whatever was happening i was just saying to myself like something would be happening i'd be like i just need to go to the gym you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'll be like, whatever was happening or however I was feeling, I was like, I just need to be in the gym. I don't care about anything. I just, like, cause I thought, I can't, in my head, I'm like, I can't control anything, but I can control this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's how I looked at, how um, I looked at things. You know what I mean? Which, I don't know. <laughs> Do you think you could have changed your life around without the gym? Like, you think it's possible for people to change just by themselves? You can, but it depends how you look at things, you know. Because even when I did the, the carpentry thing, there was um, there was the guy and there was the guy and he pretty much carried the company, 
And mm-hmm. I said to him, I was like, why don't you just start your own company? He's like, nah, he's like, I know as long as I come here, I just get my wage at the end of the week. And that's just like how a lot of people think. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't want to go out there and take the risk. And I understand that because you can take the risk and it might not work out at first. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you've got family at home and all of that type of stuff, they don't want to take that risk. Mm-hmm. So I do get it. But um, at the same time, you take that risk and even if it doesn't work out the first time or the second or whatever, you, you keep on it. It can provide yourself a lot better, a lot um, better way of living. You know mm. what I mean? And but people just don't want to take that. That um, yeah, just, just don't want to take that risk. Mm-hmm. It is a bit risk, though, isn't it? That's yeah. like a really good point. It's a big risk because, like, say, if, if I was to do what I do and, and nothing worked out, I'd be going by like, "Can I have a car?" <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even remember how to do anything as like well. your little hammer in your yeah, hand knocking like, on doors. No tools. I, I ain't got no more tools. There's a hammer like, can I have a job, please, mate? You know what I mean? Like, but you have to, you have to just go for it, man. That's really, you really have to mm-hmm. believe in yourself and just go for it. Like, fuck it, don't matter what anyone says, you know? Yeah. Do you believe in life purpose? Um, I don't know. Not really. Do you not think you were meant to be here to do this? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I got some tasty hands, so maybe, maybe. <laughs> I've always been able to fight, so maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't really, I don't know. I don't know, because, like, for me, it was, even before I committed fully, I was saying to myself, um, I was doing the carpentry, I was like, I'm going to get qualified. Mm-hmm. This was before I committed fully. I was like, I'm going to get qualified. I'm going to work a few years. I'm going to start my own business. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So my, my mentality has always been, like, trying to be, like, number one you know what I mean and they're trying to be number one in yeah. whatever I do so even when I was younger and I was getting in trouble I was trying to be the number one in terms of I was trying to be you know what I mean the baddest type of kid <laughs> so you know what I mean I was trying to be the leader of the group or always, so I was yeah. trying to be that type of person since I was younger so like I feel like mentality just carried over into pretty much mm-hmm. everything that I do you know what's been your proudest moment um Probably my kids, you know. Really? Oh. Fighting-wise, fighting-wise, probably nothing. I don't what? Know. I don't know. I'm very much like, I don't know. I'm very much like, I don't I don't really feel, until I until I would probably achieve the belt, then I'd be like, I'll be happy. I mean, I'm very hard on myself in terms, you know, I'm just like, mm, whatever. <laughs> I get that. I understand why <laughs> the benefits of being hard on yourself. Because yeah. that's obviously bringing you towards greatness or whatever. But yeah. do you not have a moment where you're like, look what you've done. You've worked really hard. And you're not, obviously you're not where you want to be. Yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know. I think maybe when I signed my contract. Yeah. And then um, when I signed like, my th- my third contract. Mm-hmm. My third contract was like a nice, a nice lump. So I was like, "Oh, I didn't thought I'd be on this at this moment." You know yeah. what I mean? So like, it was like it was a proud moment because I was like my hard work actually made me achieve this this contract. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So then it kind of showed to me I can achieve even more and more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But apart from that, um, fight wise, not really. I don't really look. Uh, like I said, I sound very like, uh, but. I just fight and just move on. You know what I mean? Like, I just fight. Until I got a belt in my hand and I'm a world champion, then I'll be like, okay, I'm proud of this mm-hmm. one. And then I would say, after that, I'd be like, eh, fuck that, look, look for something else. To be honest, I think if you win that world title, you're going to be like, what's next? I would have like, eh, what? I'll probably New division. <laughs> I would change division and everything. You know? what, is the, what is the ultimate goal? Like, do you have like a complete goal? Um, For me, it's like, 
being finished as being remembered as one of like the best middleweights to ever do and mm-hmm. best fighters to ever do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um I like to I, I like to chop and change promotions, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not trying to say because I believe the best fighters are in certain promotion. Yeah. I just I, there's a lot of good fighters, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, in every single promotion. So I just like to be said I like to be able to say I've tested myself mm-hmm. against everyone, you know. So um I like to be a champion in in Bellator, um, achieve what I need to achieve over there, and then move on, mm-hmm. and then achieve what I need to achieve in the UFC, and then retire as one of the one of the best fighters. You know what I mean? I don't want because you see some people and like I've spoke to people and they're like, oh, you know, if if I could make it top ten in the world, I'd be happy, and that's like their goal. Like I'm mm-hmm. like, that could never be my goal, just to be like top ten. Like, yeah. Psh, nah, that that's that's not even that. I couldn't even think of that. Something like that. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I, I would never say something like that. That's not a goal. So like. Yeah, that's, that's that's my goal. I'll be once it's all said and done. If I achieve those things, then I can be like, okay, actually, I'm not all right. <laughs> you take a day off. <laughs> so uh, when you get a day okay. off, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, then. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Maybe I'll give myself some credit then. <laughs> and then we go back into music. Is that what we're going to do just, then? When I'm like sixty, <laughs> <laughs> making jazz or something, some jazz music. Um, it's an interesting one. I'm. You know, all these questions that I'm asking you is kind of like loosely based around like mentality. Yeah. Because I just find it so interesting, you know. Yeah. Like why certain people do things a different way, you know, or like yeah. change the course of like their lives or don't kind of stick to the normal path that people are meant to be on. Supposedly yeah. meant to be on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I think it's, I, I think a big thing is to do with like, I don't think there's, there's, you can't say there's one reason, you know what I mean? And I couldn't say yeah. that this, that's the reason because there's so yeah. many different factors that play in it, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, I can't really, I couldn't even like pinpoint, you know? But mm-hmm. I think if it acts like for me, um, I think it's just trying to just give better to my family, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's, that's, a, that's a massive thing for myself. That's making me stay on this path, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm just the type of person I am. I want to be the best, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, I think you can change your mentality, though. Wait, uh, what do you mean? Like, I don't think, like, if you think a certain way, that's that's how you, you're going to always think. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think, obviously, it takes it takes work. And a mm-hmm. lot of people say they want it, they're willing to do the work, but they're not. Mm. You know what I mean? They start doing it, and then they fall back into habits. And everyone's guilty of that. You know what I mean? But, like, it's like, for example, um, we've got guys in, in the gym, and they're like, oh, I want to be better at uh, this. And then they do it for like a week and then they abandon it. And they're like, why am I not getting better? I'm like, because things don't just take a week sometimes. Mm-hmm. It takes years and years and years. And even then, you might not still be the best. But it's going it to show improvements. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But a lot of people don't really don't really do that. You know what I mean? They just give up straight away. That's a good point. But, when you fight, can do you recognize like a switch as soon as the bell goes in you? Like that, you know, like you're saying about that voice where like, you know, the discipline voice that yeah. makes you get up and go for the run at six o'clock in the rain. Yeah. Like, <laughs> is there another voice that comes in when you fight? You know, as of late, nah, cause I'm, t- I'm just too calm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a car- like, as calm as I am now, as calm as I am now, you can say, go in that room and have a fight. And I'd be like, all right, cool. And I go back, have a fight, come back and be like, mm, yeah. And carry on, you know what I mean. So yeah. I must be crazy, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> you know what I, mean? but I feel like we all got like I go through emotions up and down when it's like if I'm walking out, 
So I always feel a tiny bit nervous when I'm like, you know, when you're waiting. Yeah. The better tour, like, they don't allow you to walk out with your team. So you're like waiting on your own. You look behind, you can see, you can see your opponent as well behind there. Yeah. But he's like, he's not that close, but it's like, it's a bit, you can see him. Yeah. And you're just looking like, ah, oh, you're fucking mad. You're not, you know what I mean? So obviously yeah. start like trying to, um, but as soon as you go in there, all that goes, mm. there's no, you don't feel nervous. You don't, you don't feel, at, me, at least me, I don't feel calm. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't feel angry because I don't, I don't fight with anger. I just fight nice and calm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's weird. Everyone got different feelings though. Yeah, you it's know? interesting because, you know, there's, obviously there's fighters like you that operate from a place of calmness. <laughs> yeah. And then there's others that need to be so, like, you know, feel a rage or an anger and just mm-hmm. need to take that person's head off. And mm-hmm. Even though I'm looking at it and I'm thinking I'm going to take his head off, I don't go, you know what I mean? Even though I look at it and I think that I don't go out there and, I'm, and just act our emotions. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I, I never ever act our emotions. Like, but that's, that's not me. I just, I just, as much as I feel it, I won't allow that emotions to take over and control me. You know what I mean? Like, because I, I feel like if you control me, I won't be able to think clearly. Yes. Everyone's different, but that's just, yeah, my way, mm-hmm. of, my way of seeing it, you know? Do you ever get a moment where you're better to walk out and go, what am I doing? <laughs> Why am I doing this? <laughs> nah, you know what? In the change room, something like they're warming up. You're warming up and, you, you know what I mean? You're warming up and I'm thinking, fucking hell, like, what am I doing? And then obviously they switch back quick time. Like, yeah. Oh, fuck, what do you mean? You know what I mean? So, yeah. but we, we all, like, I'm talking about, like, everyone I spoke to, like, everyone thinks the same. Mm. You know what I mean? But I think because people don't say it, people don't think, nah, this, this ain't normal. Man. Like, it's the same feeling. Like, obviously, more than likely, you have like a toilet in your, you walk, you walk out of room. Yeah. I always go in there, have a wee. I look in the mirror and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you've got this. You know what I mean? You're literally talking like, you've got this, you're good. And you walk back out like no, like nothing's happened. Yeah. Like you walk back out all like normal and calm. Yeah. But I was in there, you're talking to yourself and like, mm. when I'm saying this to people, people are like, I do the same thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I go through the same emotion. So, but in that, in that, in that moment, I know I've done the work. Yeah. So I feel as much as nervous they are, I don't feel like, oh, fucking, I didn't run, I didn't mm-hmm. spar, I didn't. I feel confident, you know what I mean? Where some people have looked in the mirror and thought, I haven't done the work, I'm fucked. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? I haven't done enough work, yeah. shit. And then, you know? Mm-hmm. And you can see it in their face when it's those people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can see like, oh, I didn't run at six in the morning in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, done it twice. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it loads, mate, so let's go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's so fascinating, you know, like the, because I always think that, you know, my perception of it is that in those eight weeks and then on fight nights, like fighters go through every type of emotion that is possible mm. to go through and it's all condensed into like two months. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So there's so many highs and lows that yeah. go in it. Yeah. What is like some of the, we had um, Sonny Edwards in here okay, for an yeah, episode yeah. and he was talking about how when he's in camp, you know, like the fans who maybe talk shit about him outside of, you know, fighting or on social media, whatever it is, because he's obviously a very likable slash unlikable character because he's yeah. quite, you know, vocal and is very opinionated and stuff. So he gets a lot of two-sided yeah, yeah. of fans on, on social media and stuff. But he was saying, you know, in fight camp like he gets like twitches like in the middle of the night like you know he'll be like waking up doing combinations and stuff. <laughs> he's like there's all these different elements that go into a fight camp that people don't think they think it's just like oh yeah really cool you're in the gym you do like three sessions and then you go home and have a bowl of broccoli and you're good to go you know what I mean 
Yeah, um, I can say it depends on the person, you know. But for me, um, so when I signed the contract, I'm just like, I feel like just going out and just like running for 10 miles. Mm. Gotta get that, that buzz of just excitement, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I calmed down, not gonna lie. And let's go through the, the training camp. Mm-hmm. But like, as I'm training, I'm looking at my training partners <laughs> as my opponent, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think so. I thought I was trying to do something. I'm thinking, fuck that. You know, that's not happening. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? But um, for me, I'm not like I'm not really big on like stre- like stressing over something. I just thought mm-hmm. I just think I, I'm just focused on what needs to be done. So I'm not big on thinking about. I don't care what I've said. Cause I always, whenever I'm fighting, I always like talk my shit. So I don't really care what I've said. I don't care what people have said. I don't care about nothing. None of that run through my brain mm-hmm. when I'm training. You know what I mean? I'm just focused on what I need to be focused on. And then when it's like fight time. You get a little feeling again, then it goes. It just it, then it goes, and then fight night comes. You come back a little bit, then it goes, and you you go in there and fight. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. I'm not really big on like overthinking because my brother always says it's just a fight. Like yeah. it's just a fight, man. Just relax. It's a, just a fight. Like you you do this every every day in the gym, so let's just relax yourself. Mm-hmm. So once he's told he's told me that from my, my first amateur fight, that's always stuck with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I feel like some people have put a lot. They put like more on it. I understand how big it is because it's very important. I think they're stressing it too much. Mm-hmm. It's just a fight. I mean, if someone came into the room and I tried to fight me, it'd be the same. I don't think they're going to come in, <laughs> to be honest, baby. <laughs> I think I mean, you're all right there. No one's going to, no one's going to try don't it. Don't go off of me out now. It's probably the same as me fighting. You know what I mean? So. Can you remember the feeling of your first amateur fight? My first amateur fight. Where was it? It's somewhere in Edge It's like a little hole in Edge Baston somewhere. Where is that? Mean? You know, in Birmingham. Right. You know what I mean? And um, I was so embarrassed though because... Go on, why were you embarrassed? Because, so I'm, I'm there, I'm warming up and the promoters came in. I'm like, where's my opponent? Because we haven't seen him. You know what I mean? He's like, he said he's on the way. Um, just keep warming up. So I'm warming up anyways. Like five minutes before I go out, still no opponent. He's like, nah, he's here, he's here, he's here, he's here. All of that type of stuff. They were like, okay then. So I've gone in the ring. I've looked across and just a random, just a random guy in the ring. He's not even the same way category as me. I swear, so I'm, just, I'm there and I'm thinking, I turn around to my brother, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, who the fuck is that? And they're like, why was the day new? You know what I mean? Yeah, they but were just trying to get you there. Yeah, they were like, we don't know. You know what I mean? So I'm walking out and obviously I'm nervous. You know what I mean? I sold a few tickets and everyone come, I'm nervous, my first fight. And like, uh, I feel like a Judas so we ran out with like we like touch hands and I just blasted him and broke his hand <laughs> you, know I mean? like, you did yeah I was just like so nervous and I was walking out all my coach was saying to me was throw the left kick throw the left kick mm. and obviously it's a random opponent I'm more nervous with a touch glow and I just went whack and just, just hit him with the, it, was like, it was like finishing like four seconds no way yeah then I was just like I went out and I was just like all embarrassed just like I can't like, you know what I mean? Just Why like, would you be embarrassed about that? One, the guy was in my weight category. Right, you know okay. I mean? Was he a lot lighter than you? He was lighter than me. Okay, you know, okay. He was a random dude, you know what I mean? And two, I felt like I'd done the Did Judas. they just pick him from the crowd? When I found out what they did was, they um they went in the change room and they're like, okay, we've got this debut guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the opponent haven't turned up. Anyone else want to, like, jump in and fight? Or, to, the, to the fighters. I was just someone that was like, yeah, I'll, I'll fight him. <laughs> I was fair play to him. Yeah, fair play to yeah. him. You know what I mean, but I didn't expect to get his poor arm broken. You know what I mean? Yeah, poor tough lad. night for him. Poor lad. You know what I mean? <laughs> but 
after that fight, I was just like, I can't wait for my second fight. I, just, yeah. I, I didn't even post. I didn't even post it. I was just embarrassed. But I moved on, and then I smoked. I smoked someone in my second one. So how soon after did you have your amateur fight? Like four weeks. Oh, okay. So but I was, really I was very, I was very active. I, I, I had um, I had a couple, but then I had like seven amateur fights in like eight months or something like mm. that. That so is a eight lot, or seven months. I was, I was just constantly fighting, constantly. Mm. My brother was like, "Why are you doing?" I was like. Cause he was like, yo, nah, just fight and just learn. And I was like, nah, because I need to... I didn't want to, like, long it out. Yeah. Because I was getting older and older. So I was like, I just need to get it get it done first. So I was just, like, I was just constantly fighting. I fight, and two weeks later I fight. Then a month later I fight, and a mm-hmm. week. I just constantly fighting, you know what I mean? What is the... Or what was the biggest learning aspect? Obviously, you have, like, you know, your technique and your game plan and different things yeah. like that. But for you, kind of, what was the biggest thing that you took away in that time? fighting that frequently i think i think obviously i love being active but i think for me it was um it was staying constantly ready you know what i mean yeah. i was constantly ready i was constantly developing but being able to develop under like going through real situations because mm-hmm. different between like being in the gym and learning to actually like say I, i've just fought and i need to improve on this yeah. you know what i mean and so i just constantly learning through that because mm-hmm. going to a fight something weren't right back to the gym work on it plus other things and then mm-hmm. just try to keep on, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I tried to take him into, into the pros as well. You know, in the pros, uh, I had like four fights in like 10 mm-hmm. months. You know what I mean, which is like for MMA, is like a decent amount. It is. Mm-hmm. What was your decision for turning pro? I thought I got to, I got to 10 and 0. I, mm-hmm. That sounded like a good you know, 10 and 0 it's, going yeah. pro. Yeah, like, <laughs> that sounds all right. You know We're going to put in a rap, was it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 it sounded lovely so I thought and plus as well it was, it was against like mm-hmm. I was like ranked number one amateur mm-hmm. he was against the number one amateur yeah. at the time you know what I mean um, I thought I just smoked him yeah. I thought yeah I'm, I'm kind of done yeah mm-hmm. you know what I mean if I wasn't ranked number one I probably would have stayed on it but I just smoked the number one I was number one so I ranked in Ireland not Ireland slash UK or whatever so mm-hmm. I thought yeah fuck it um, I jump to the pros Mm-hmm. You know, but there weren't there weren't much difference. You didn't feel there was much difference. No, 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 no. Because no. that uh, pressure of going amateur to pro, I think that gets on top of a lot of guys as well. Mm. That there's so much put on the pro debut, and like that, you know, a lot of boxing fans, a lot of media, yeah. they t- take so much from professional debut, and they sort of judge uh, someone's career based on it. In mm. most cases, mm, probably. You know, mm. what I mean, like my 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 debut went lovely. <laughs> yeah. I took someone's head off, <laughs> so like I don't even mind. But um, yeah, I don't want to put a lot of pressure on it. You know, mm. but like I said, I don't like to put a lot of pressure on myself. Yeah. You know, even though I work hard and I know the work I put in, mm-hmm. I still don't like to put pressure on myself. I might hide it or not something, but I just don't like to do it because I know if I put pressure on myself, it, I won't perform how I should. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Did you ever think that you might like to have had, you know, like, for example, if we look at boxing, mm. a lot of guys that turn professional, there's this huge, and maybe because the blueprint is there for the amateur scene and it's, yeah. it's been go- going on for so long, but you have guys that can, you know, easily have like 100 fights or 150 mm. fights amateur mm. boxing and then they turn professional or they go down like the Olympic route or the Team GB or whatever. Yeah. Do you ever look back and go, that would have been something that I might have enjoyed? Like having like a regular, you know, amateur scene, I suppose, yeah. where you could rack up that many fights? Yeah, there would have been. I would have been up to that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But there weren't really that many. And obviously, you know, the higher the weight division goes, the less mm-hmm. 
people there is in the divisions yeah. you know what i mean so yeah. like um i ran through who i needed to run through but if, the, if that was the case i would have loved that mm-hmm. you know what i mean but i feel like with mma it's, it, mma is kind of weird because you'll have like four four um amateur for everyone like you're ready for pro yeah you're ready and then you go pro you have like three pro fights you're ready for the title you're like what yes. you know what it mean? is nuts right i mean yeah. it, it, it's probably the only fight sport where this happens yeah. everyone's fast tracked everyone's very very fast track you know yeah. it's good in certain ways because you can start late and 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 like blow up quick you know mm-hmm. what i mean and it which is good so like but with boxing you know if i if i was a boxer i'd probably be 20 and old man you know what i mean i'll be fighting 20 cans <laughs> I would though because they all fight can so well yeah well <coughs> majority of them fight can they, no they but, do but that's the that's the, I remember when I started covering boxing first because I started covering MMA yeah. first and then I moved into Thai and then boxing yeah and I remember being at like pro debuts or people who were like you know third fourth fifth fight yeah and I was like what yeah what is happening here and then everyone was like no this is it's like this is the way it's it is normal? it's it's just what happens what it I- seems so strange yeah it's so like, different to mma right so different so like mm. you know like i love boxing you know what i mean so i'm not really into the whole debate of boxing and mma but if i the box i'd be 20 now <laughs> basically i'm just saying because <laughs> like i would have I I smoked 20 bombs you know what i mean but have you ever been offered uh, to jump into boxing for a fight or two nah nah i would though i would, would I, you? yeah cause I, I, obviously when i'm when i'm getting ready for a fight i tend to go um and do a bit of boxing sparring mm-hmm. you know what i mean and like boxers always feel like mma guys can't box you know what i mean yes. they always feel that's the way they do but it's just like every sport you're gonna have good people and bad people mm-hmm. and it, you know i mean like so i love my striking so i can hold my own with boxers mm-hmm. you know what i mean so are you saying we might see you go into boxing? <laughs> is this an exclusive? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe. If any box is one that works. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, obviously with everything that's happened over the last year or two, I know you've been ill, so you're probably one of the luckier fighters that yeah. has gotten to fight. But it's good to know that there's, like, we may see you in boxing or other disciplines. Yeah. Yeah, you have to... Um I would love to do a boxing match. I can't lie to you, but I'm always, I'm, I'm, always, I'm just focused on MMA because luckily, yeah. um, the promotion got a lot of shows going on now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But if I, if if I never, then I probably would be trying to mm-hmm. fight a journey. <laughs> fight guys over fifty. <laughs> you know they will come for you though. They want to like make it make an impression. This Mate. MMA guy that's going to move into boxing. And it's over fifty. Not a chance. Just <laughs> <laughs> a chance. <laughs> <laughs> but um <laughs> like because we're in like, how do you feel about you know maybe not so much in mma but in boxing there obviously is the whole debate of like the youtube fighter oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know like trailer and people coming out of retirement and different things how do you feel about it do you have I don't mind, me personally i don't mind it you know what i mean I, I see people hating on um jake paul and and the paul brothers and that me personally, I don't really mind it. I'm just being mm-hmm. honest, because at the end of the day, he's built his stuff as a brand, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's getting there, he's fighting. Don't matter if he's fighting shit people or not. Mm-hmm. He's still fighting. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you can't, I can't really hate on somebody for building themselves about the brand mm-hmm. and then taking these fights. What, he's just doing what every other boxer do. Yeah. But, oh, you know what I mean? Look at all the other boxers, Joshua. Look at all of them. They all just mm-hmm. fight journeyman and shit people at, at the start of their career. So, yeah. Why do everyone expect for him to come through and fight 
a world champion. Yes. You, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. a legit boxing world champion. Just let him do what he's doing. If he's, if you want to take it serious, then he can. If not, he don't. But like for me personally, I'm not going to sit here and, and hate on another man for doing good. Yeah. That's what he's doing. He's doing good. He's, he's making money. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I've seen that he paid people extra in the last car that's yeah. so they got more money you know yeah. what i mean he's been campaigning for um the people to get paid more so mm -hmm. regardless if he's doing it for a joke or not but he's still he's still putting he's still putting that out there you know what i mean mm -hmm. he's still trying to campaign to get people better so i'm not gonna be like nah fuck that he's shit he's yeah. making a mockery of the sport because everyone else make a mockery everyone else to find journeyman that's like 0150 or 0200 or whatever the fucking <laughs> <laughs> that's what <laughs> You know what I mean, everyone else is doing it. Don't you know what I mean? He just got lines shined on him because he's he's more popular, you know. Yeah. But obviously the thriller thing, I like it. The old boys fighting. Do you? <laughs> yeah. I didn't like the the Evander Holyfield. Nah, oh, he come on, that was, was like sad. they're that trying to say that he tripped over his shoe. That was that, that was really sad. <laughs> that was sad because Vito was like juiced off his head. Yes. You know what I mean? And oh, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Man, you look like he was twenty again. You know what I mean? So like, he, he shouldn't have fought. Um, but it is what it is. I like it. I like it, man. What do you have any like fighters that when you were growing up you were like, he's so cool. Silver. Yeah. Yeah, silver. You know what I mean? Cause obviously, like growing up and just understanding, everyone understands someone getting punched in the face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even if you don't understand fighting, you still know. Yeah. Someone getting punched in the face type of thing. So like, silver when he was in his prime and it's running for everyone mm -hmm. he was amazing to watch yeah. you know what I mean I, I, if I'm honest I didn't really I wasn't really massive into MMA mm -hmm. I weren't watching all the greats you know what I mean but yeah. I was watching Silver and, and, and stuff like that so yeah well I mean Anderson Silver is kind of he, he, he sort of changed the generation didn't he yeah, I mean that's yeah, what yeah. like uh, so many people you know got into the sports he would have been yeah you know he could have been good at, he could have been good at, good at any sport man he's sick he is. is, you know what I mean? Still even is. now, even yeah. now, smoking tea. So, he's a legend. He absolutely is. He absolutely is. Yeah. Is there anything you'd change about MMA if someone said in the morning, we're going to make you the Lord mm. Mayor chairperson <laughs> of MMA? <laughs> For me, I think it would be like the amateurs getting paid. Yes. As they fight, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. it's like you're paying to fight, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, I feel like the pay. Mm hmm. You know, I'm not trying to say give... Because everyone don't deserve the same pay because some people are doing more than others, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just how stuff, how stuff goes. But I feel like the pay could be better. And um, people could be looked after more after they're retired. You yes. know what I mean? And it, I, feel like that, I feel that's a thing because... Uh, you know, like a lot of sports, you're able to retire but still got a little plan in place. Some guys, mm -hmm. um, they've done good stuff in the sport, but... They retire and they got nothing to show for it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Whether that's they blow the money or not, but I like to have something like that in place. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, yeah, I think that's that's about it to be honest. Yeah, and yeah. it's like it's that is probably one of the biggest necessities in all fighting. Mm -hmm. You know, not just MMA. That there is something in place for people when they retire. Yeah. Um, whether it be you know financially like financial stability or mental support because yeah, that's yeah, a massive yeah. part as well of you know fighters who 
no longer can fight. I don't think and, no one thinks like that. <laughs> well, they, yeah. they definitely don't when you're fighting. You know what I mean? Well, look at the the age bracket of people who fight. Yeah. The majority is like you know you're gonna be in your twenties going into your early 30s yeah. and then you know it's very rare that you know in your 40s you're you're still fighting them yeah, and yeah. still being at a level yeah it's, there's the younger generation that are coming up behind you but yeah that's true you know so i don't think that a lot of them do factor in that oh i'm not gonna be able to do this forever mm. uh, blowing the money and hookers of that. <laughs> <laughs> this is what, i mean <laughs> allegedly, allegedly baby yeah. please come on allegedly this Blow is what <laughs> No, nah, but you have to be smart, man. You have to. People forget that this it don't last forever. Yes, it don't last forever, man. So mm. you have to um, you have to invest it whilst you can. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. these these big check paychecks or whatever people are getting, they won't always come. Mm-hmm. You know, which is that's another point, uh, important element as well in that. You know, not all fighters have good management, mm-hmm. good teams behind them that can advise them on stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the bigger you get, more successful you get. There's more people you know, that come. Yeah. The vultures, I like to call them. Yeah. That come to take little bits of your... I never understand how people allow that, though. You know what I mean? Because, like, me as a person, like, I just, I can spot that. You know what I mean? I can spot someone that's going to come into the Klingon and try to take. You know what I mean? Like, that's just normal. Like, it should be, it should be obvious that, you know what I mean? Especially the take. It should be. You know what I mean? It should be. But I don't think it is. But I think it's more, you know as your success grows the more money you get and yeah. there's like you know people but, clingers on that like yeah. are trying to advise you and like tell you oh you should do this you should do that and yeah. like think about it right like when you're obviously in a really good position because you know one you know yourself yeah and also you have a brother who was in the sports yeah but there's like you know no one really like a lot of fighters i don't think have the guidance they just start fighting they they start winning they do well mm. and then you know how do you know what's a good manager what's a good team if you've never had it before do yeah, you know what that means i, I get what i mean i think it's i feel that happened more in boxing than it do so it does a little MMA. bit yeah. boxing um yeah i think there's a lot of percentage getting split about for management yeah. coaches all yeah. that type of stuff there whereas mm-hmm. no, i don't think that much in mma but mm-hmm. i've i've this is my third my third man- management company I've been with, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And um, that was just because I was, that wasn't due to advice. I just like, I went for it for now that nah, he went for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like people need to be a bit more selfish because at the end of the day, as good as the management is, um, if you don't, no, if your management is not doing as good as it should be doing, just, just get rid of him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's no personal feeling attached to it. It's just business. Yeah. So just do what's best for you, you know? Mm-hmm. This is definitely an industry that, you know, um, it's important to separate the business from emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I think is hard for people as well because it's a very emotional sport. Yeah, it is. It is. Especially when someone's been there and I've been here from the start. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck's sake. You know what I mean? And it, I, can, I can see how like, people are like, oh, fuck, I can't. You know what I mean? I can't really get rid. You know what I mean? But yeah. sometimes just after. Just after, yeah. it's not even nothing to do, it's nothing personal, it's just trying to do what's best mm-hmm. for you at the end of the day. So when it's all said and done, you want to be able to say, I've done what's, what's best for me. And it, mm-hmm. regardless, it might be the wrong decision, it might not. Yeah. You want to say, I, I thought it was the right thing for me at mm-hmm. the end of the day without holding any um, emotions to it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Do you do regrets? Do I regret? Yeah, do you do regrets? Like, do you regret things? 
Not really. <laughs> not really. I didn't think so, to be honest. Not I don't know why I asked you that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really get shit, man. It happened. It's me, the man. Stone Cold murderer in the <laughs> corner. No <laughs> serial killer in that. <laughs> no, I don't regret it. No, it's just at the time I was doing it, I, I, I weren't regretting it. I was enjoying it. Where yeah. whatever I was doing, you know what I mean? I probably was. So, well, that is you know true, what I mean? Yeah. So, like, why would I regret something that I was probably enjoying at the time? Mm-hmm. If you know, that's well, you might have. I don't know. You could have hindsight that maybe it wasn't the best decision. Uh, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. What a time, though. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah. How um, We're coming to the end of our podcast, but I always ask this question to everyone that comes mm. on. How would you like to be remembered? Um, In the sport. Whatever. You know, I'd like to be remembered as a... I'm mad at this sound, but it's a good person, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. obviously, in, in terms of sport-wise, just as one of the best to, to ever do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, really. Um, and to influence people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want to be influential. Um, I'm not a good guy. Because mm-hmm. I haven't really been a good guy, so I like to be remembered as one. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think you're changing the course already? Oh, yeah. Definitely changing. Yeah. Definitely changing. So, like, yeah. You need an interesting <laughs> chapter in the book, right? <laughs> you know, like, where it starts out, where it could, where it could have gone wrong. And then yeah. you turned it around. Now, I've got a few of those, but obviously, I just don't want to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I won't press you, don't yeah, worry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say just yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> People are digging on Google trying to find me. <laughs> Will you please rap for us before we let you go? I can't. <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> Not a chance. Not I'll, sh- I'll show you a clip of the. I'll show you a little clip off camera okay so you can laugh you can and then i'll screenshot the youtube channel <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell everyone that's what i'm gonna Never. do <laughs> well thank you so much for coming in no thanks for having me I did you enjoy it it was it was good it you was were good. sweating that it was going to be an hour <laughs> no no it was good it was good because i thought it'd be just like standard questions but it's very just natural A conversation yeah. i can't do normal questions well one because i never have them with me and I never know what I'm going to ask. Yeah, that's good. Those people always say, what are you going to ask me? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's what <laughs> I'll, do, though. I'll, I'll answer your question. Um, yeah, thank you so much for coming in. I appreciate no, thank it. Thank you, thank you. Yay. <laughs> that was Fabian Edwards for The First Exchange.